there, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of E Pluribus Unum. Before I jump into the topic for today, I'm going to tell you um, what you can expect going forward from the podcast. So you already know generally the purpose of the podcast, but I've decided to structure it a little bit more concretely so that you know what to expect because I know you're just sitting by your phone waiting for the next episode to come out and now you'll know what you can look forward to each day. So the plan is to put out three episodes a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. On Mondays, the plan is to talk about some moral or ethical concept. It'll sort of be a motivation Monday, some new thing that we can learn together and go into the week, making our weeks a little bit better by being more ethical and paying attention to the people around us and being kinder. So something that we can work on that week and obviously then hopefully for the rest of our lives. So that's going to be Mondays. Wednesday will go one of two ways. It will either be a another conservative idea, explaining a conservative value or principle or stance on some political position, or maybe debunking another conservative myth, or it will be an interview. I think I mentioned at the beginning, and I still have to figure out with COVID and all that how to do interviews, but I am planning to interview people to give a sense of what your average next-door neighbor conservative is like. There are a lot of conservatives, of course, who are very popular and well-known, like Ben Shapiro and Dennis Prager. Um, And of course, there are conservatives who are in politics. But I think it would be really important for people to know that the woman standing next to them at the grocery line or the person behind them at the bank who's conservative, where they might be coming from, and to not not to be so afraid of them and to recognize, oh, they're just people with maybe slightly different goals about life or different ways about getting to the same goals. So that will be Wednesday. And then Friday, I'm going to focus on the Parsha of the week. So for Jews, every we celebrate the Sabbath or Shabbos on Saturday. And one of the ways that we celebrate it in synagogue is by reading the Torah portion of that week. So the Old Testament or the Torah is split into different portions, like different stories or different different portions, like chapters. And each week we read a different portion and there's always something that we can learn from that. So on Friday, I will take a lesson or two or three, depending upon the Parsha, and that will be Friday. So something to look forward to. Hopefully all of those intrigue you, but if you're really just here for the Torah learning, then Friday will be for you and probably Mondays. If you're really interested in the interviews and more about conservative ideas, then you know to focus on Wednesdays. So it'll help me schedule it, but it also help you know what's coming up. Anyway, but today is Monday. So we're talking about a moral and or ethical concept, a way of changing our lives and acting a little bit better, something tangible and practical that we can take into our week, into our lives. And what I want to focus on today is the concept of talking about ideas instead of people when we might disagree. So for the past four years, but I think for even longer than that, there's this idea that the level of discourse has gotten really nasty between the political sides and between people, and and people are calling for more civil discourse. And Look, we're going to disagree, even with the person that you agree with the most in life, let's say a spouse or a sibling or a parent or a best friend, even that person you're going to have disagreements with. How much more so are you going to have disagreements with people who have different political views, have a different 
background, have a different outlook of li- on life, that you're going to disagree with everyone on so many different things. So there's going to be disagreements in this country. There are going to be different political parties. We're going to want different things or at the very least have different ways of getting to the same goals. That's just how it is. But we truly have to learn to live with each other. That's not just something we say, oh, we have to learn to live with each other. We do, because people who don't learn how to live with each other fight each other. And I think there are very few of us that want, I when I say few of us, like I don't think there's, I'm sure there are people who want to fight because there are some bad people, but most of us don't want that. We want to live peacefully. So we have to figure out how to live peacefully. And I don't think language is necessarily violence. There's a difference between language and violence, but certainly language can lead to violence. And so that's why we need to, all of us, focus on not demonizing or not talking badly about the people who disagree with us. So it's very common for conservatives to say about liberals, oh, stupid, communist, SJW, pansy, whatever. And of course, liberals say about conservatives that they're racist, bigoted, homophobes, sexist, whatever. And the problem with those terms, on top of the fact that they're not true, is that you take away the humanity, right? You're just sticking a label onto someone. And some of those labels make it so that you really don't have any reason to have any further dialogue. Like why, if you really think someone's a racist, why do you, you wouldn't think that they have anything worth sharing on the topic of race because they're so full of a baseless hatred. Why would you talk to them about race? Or if someone, if you really think someone's a communist and that's where all their beliefs are, then you're not going to talk to them about the blessings of a free market economy. They're not going to get it. So when you, when we use these labels, we are dismissing people. We're just saying, oh, this is what this person is. And that's, and that's all I need to know about them. And so now I'm not going to talk to them. But the problem is, again, they're not true. And very rarely is someone all one thing. There are a lot of, there are gay conservatives. So wow, that really throws people for a loop. How can you be gay and conservative? Well, because one thing maybe doesn't define all of who a person is. We can't have conversations with people if we're just calling them names. We know that in personal relationships, if a relate, if a, if an argument with a loved one devolves into name calling, the argument's over. You're not actually talking about anything productive. Nothing more productive will come. Maybe the next day, you know, maybe you sleep on it and you wake up and you can continue a productive conversation the next day, but there's nothing productive about a conversation where you're just calling each other names. And that's what a lot of politics on both sides has devolved into. People are just calling each other names and very terrible names and not giving any room for well, this is one part of a person, but they might have other things to say. Or, you know, they said this one thing 15 years ago, but they're saying something different now. Or even allowing people to change their minds. We just stick labels on people and that's it. We're done with them. And it's, I actually think it's a shame. Even if someone, people always say, well, you know, you you stick the label on someone and like, why would I want to have a conversation with a racist? They're just racist. Personally, I would be fascinated to meet someone who is truly, truly racist, as long as they weren't violent, obviously, because I wouldn't want to be in a room with someone like that. But if it was just someone who had these real views, wouldn't you love to talk to someone like that? I would be so fascinated. Like, why do you think these things? Where did this come from? Was this from your parents? Was it because of your personal experience? Why do you think this? And only when we 
engage with people? Do we have the opportunity to change minds and open hearts? If we just shut people down and say, oh, well, they're a racist. Well, you've now consigned that person to never changing. And I would much rather people change for the better than just say, oh, here's a whole swath of people who are bad, so let's just get rid of them. I want to get rid of the bad people, but not by getting rid of the people, but by getting rid of the badness. You see the distinction? So we really, all of us, need to try or need to just not do or do not. There is no try, right? We need to just not talk badly about people, about ideas. Absolutely. Some ideas are stupid. Some ideas are dangerous. Some ideas are just illogical or don't make sense. Or some ideas can be tweaked and fixed. Ideas, fine. From today until tomorrow, talk about all the ideas you want, but not people. Um, the We can learn from the Labavitcher Rebbe, so a brief explanation for those of you who aren't familiar. So in Judaism, there's a group called Hasidim. And in that group, there are different groups, different sects, if you will. And each sect is led by its own spiritual leader. And that spiritual leader is called a Rebbe. So the leader of the Chabad movement is the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And he was an incredibly intelligent and gentle and kind and wise man. And he was, his opinion was sought by community leaders, not just in the Jewish community, but non-Jewish. He lived in New York. So the mayor of New York at the time, uh, Israel, Israeli politicians, all sorts of politicians and, and other community leaders and, and businessmen, all sorts of people came to him for advice. And because of his background, and because of his view on the world, he had very strong opinions on things. And he, despite his his grace and his wisdom, and he had such a kindness for a love for all of humanity. But that doesn't mean he didn't disagree with people or think that some people's ideas were wrong about things. And he spoke in public all the time. When he spoke or when he wrote on topics, he never criticized the person with whom he disagreed. He would criticize their ideas but he would never criticize. In fact, if he didn't, if he was able to criticize an idea without using a person's name, he wouldn't even use a person's name because a person's name was irrelevant because he wasn't arguing with the person or with that human. He was just arguing with their idea and explaining why he didn't agree with that idea. Now that is a very high level. I don't know if it's possible for us all to attain that level, though it's certainly worth trying you know, even if we fall a little bit short, that's still a great height to reach. I was also listening to a podcast uh, with Jordan Peterson the other day, and he had had a dialogue with Sam Harris. I think they've probably had more than one, but he was referring to one in particular. And he said that if, now I'm paraphrasing, but essentially that if the two of them didn't have anything to learn from each other or didn't come out of the, com- didn't go into the conversation thinking that they could learn something, then what was the point? Or may, maybe it wasn't exactly that. He it was, it was an answer to a question. So we talked about it a lot. It might have been even more that if he... Oh, like you should go into a conversation assuming the person you're talking to knows something that you don't know. Which is true. We don't know everything. And people know so much. And there are people who know more about different topics, some people who know more than we do about the same topic. We can learn 
from everyone. We can learn from some people have different experiences, people have different backgrounds, people have different education, different frames of reference. There's always something that we can learn. And there are in the world truly evil and bad human beings. They exist. And that is something that we as humans have to confront and be aware of and not shy away from. But despite how the media might paint us. It's not 50% of this country is good and 50% are horrible racist bigots. It's probably most of us are average people, average to good, trying to support ourselves and our families and live the American dream, whatever we think the American dream is, and not hurt other people and just and just get by. And it's very hard because when people are painted to be truly evil, then it doesn't surprise me that people don't want to have conversations with them, which is why I go back to, to get rid of the bad people in the world, don't get rid of the people, get rid of the bad. And just in case you were worried that I'm going to tell you to do this thing but not give you any tips, I do actually have a tip. It's not my own personal tip. This is also something that I heard from, that I heard from Arthur Brooks. I think I mentioned way at the beginning of this podcast The purpose of this podcast is to help make the world a better place. Sometimes the ideas are my own, but a lot of times they are not. And I have no, I have no problem sharing other people's. I love sharing other people's good ideas. If someone has a great idea, it just needs to be shared. It it doesn't matter where it comes from. And I don't think that everything smart obviously comes from me. I am a young person. I have not lived in a lot of places or seen a lot of the world, but other people have. And I can understand a I can understand a good idea when it comes through and pass it along. So this is from Arthur Brooks, though even he admits this was actually not his own idea. It's from a marriage therapist whose name he did not share. So that I can't share with you because I don't know it. But the concept is the five to one rule. So what the five to one rule is, as Arthur Brooks explained, what this marriage therapist would do with a couple who was very close to divorce and especially a very acrimonious divorce where people are just yelling back and forth at each other. The therapist would say, anytime you are angry with the other and you want to criticize them or say something bad, you are absolutely, absolutely allowed to. But first, you have to say five good things. So if you want to call him a lazy slob, you can, but you first have to find five positive things to say about him. And Arthur Brooks took that and said, well, how great would that be if we use that all the time? So you can call a Democrat stupid, but before you call that Democrat stupid, you better find five positive things to say about that person in the hopes that by the time you've gone through the five, you don't even want to say the one. Or if you do, you realize, wow, okay, they have one bad thing, but they have five good things. So maybe I should at least take those into account, even if the five bad or the five good even out to the one bad, because it could be one really bad, but there's still five good things. And if there are five good things we're talking about, then Maybe you could find more. Maybe they're not such a horrible person. Maybe there's something worth saving there. So I think that's a really concrete, specific way. And I don't think you have to do it out loud. I think you can do it in your head, but just be aware if you're about to talk badly about someone before you do it, first say five good things in your head and then see if the one is still really worth saying. I would say if you're talking out loud to other people, you should probably say the five good ones out loud. But if you're just talking to yourself or ruminating or 
guess most of the time you talk, you'll be talking to other people. So say it out loud. It'll probably sound weird. People will think you're crazy, but hey, you know what? Then you can explain to them what a beautiful rule it is. And maybe they'll start doing that in their lives, a five to one rule. How much better would it be if we all spoke about people like that? And by the way, it doesn't just have to be political opponents. I think this makes perfect sense when you're gossiping about a friend or a coworker or anyone else in your life before you say that one bad thing, say five good things. And you know what? If it's hard for you to find five good things that are deep and meaningful, then start with five shallow things. If you think someone's a total idiot, but the five good things you can say is, well, he has a nice haircut and he has a good taste of, or like he knows good wines or I don't know, something like that, then that's fine. There's still positive things. And then it, the thing that this does is that it allows you to open your mind and realize that people are very rarely all bad, especially the average person you're meeting along the street or at a restaurant or someone you work with. You can usually find five good things at least. And then it opens up your heart and your mind to realizing if I found five, maybe I can find more. And I don't know that this will solve the whole rancorous level of discourse that we currently have, but it certainly is a step in the right direction. So that's your Monday, that's your task for the week and also for your whole life. But, you know, start on it this week when you are talking about people to talk about ideas, not about people. Plus, it makes you sound so much smarter when you can talk about ideas instead of gossiping about people. I'm going to end this episode how I said that I would next week, taking you through the Book of Jewish Values with Rabbi Joseph Telushkin. Some of these will probably get their own Monday podcast because they're such big ideas. And then some of them I just will append to the end because they're little thoughts and just another way to uh, become a better person. But this one from today actually fits so well with the topic of talking about ideas and not people that I wanted to add it in because today he was talking about fighting fairly. And basically, <laughs> I mean, it, it's what I was just talking about. But when you're specifically in a fight with someone, not to call someone a name and not to let the, uh, not to let the argument devolve. Basically, when you're in a fight, not to really hurt your adversary because there are some things you can't come back from. So when you're fighting, focus on the thing you're talking about. Try to not yell and scream, you know, but talk calmly and express your feelings. But be very careful because you could ruin a relationship. And I think that just speaks to what we were talking about earlier. When you're in, whether you're in, you're in an argument with someone or you're talking about someone, focus on the ideas, focus on the issue, but not on the person. It will make you a better person. You'll affect people in such an amazingly positive way. And may, hey, look, maybe we can all bring this level of discourse to a place where it's not so rancorous. That'd be something, wouldn't it? Have a great day. Thank you for listening to E Pluribus Unum. I hope today's episode made you think or brought some clarity and positivity to your day. Subscribe to the show to always get the most recent episode directly to your device. Please leave a rating and a review and share the show with your family, friends, or anyone you think might benefit from a little Torah wisdom and conservative thoughts. For more of my thoughts and ideas I share from others, please follow me on Instagram at conservative Jewish female or read my blog conservative Jewish female.blogspot.com. 
The intro outro music is Chopin's Waterfall Etude. Have a great day. <laughs>